0: Have you been scrolling through many, many, many film podcasts thinking there's far too many of these? Or have you been thinking there's something missing? There's something we're not quite getting. A waffler from Northern England reviewing films, for example. Welcome to, ah, oh, review it yourself. No politics, no pandering, no point. welcome everyone welcome to oh, review it yourself this is film number four in the mcu chronologically i'm not explaining it i'm going to try and enjoy these films as they meant people who've listened to the podcast know or if you're you know brand new i'm not a massive lover of mcu films they were good when they started they became quite cookie cutter american phrase but i love it and just not not massively my thing i don't mind them but i find them kind of mindless popcorn fodder, if you will, at their best and horrific at their worst. I'm looking at you, Captain Marvel. Yeah, there's too many of them and they've gone on and on anyway. So just a disclaimer. I reserve the right to not watch a whole film. I'll do my best. I really will. But if it's awful, I'm turning it off and I'll review what I've done and move on in the series. These episodes will be a quick... Commuter-friendly 30 minutes or less. I don't think any of them have been anywhere near 30 minutes yet. We'll end with five things about this film that I like. Might be a bit of a stretch on some of them, I've got to be honest. But hopefully not. We'll see how it goes. Today's film is, as you'll seen from the title, Iron Man 2. Now, I'll be honest, I've probably only seen this once before. I remember thinking it wasn't particularly great. I've seen it in the cinemas. Yeah, I thought, oh, it's not, you know, not particularly great. Especially after the first one. The first one was a cracker. But this one, I always thought, you know, it was a bit poor. So I thought, come in and to see what you see, what you think. So it starts off, you know... Um, you know, um, it doesn't start off like that. It starts off... We, we meet this Russian fella uh, and his dad, presumably... Um, his dad's pretty it's pretty sick. And he's saying, you know, all I can give you is my knowledge. He, he um and he, he sees Tony Stark on the television, he says to his son, who's played by Mickey Rock, he says, That should be you. And then we see, you know, his dad dies. And if they'd have kept, I've got to be honest, if they'd, have, if they'd have kept this as like you know, you can see how devastated he is in his face. But then he does that really cliched, like scream to the heavens, and I was just like, "What have they done that? What have they done that for?" Because <laughs> it really takes you out of it, you know. Anyway, so he pulls out this blueprint of an arc reactor. It's got Howard Stark's name, which is Tony Stark's dad, and Anton Vanko, which we found out later it was his dad. Flash, he creates this arc reactor that everybody has failed to do. Six months later, we're at the Stark Expo. Iron Man, Tony Stark drops in the sky, thinks he's Steve Rogers, loves it. Dancing girls are there, dressed as Iron Man, cracking. It's just Tony in, in all his arrogant glory, and you're thinking, oh, is, it, is this, and it's enjoyable, but you're thinking, oh, there's all the character development and his, how his character changed through the first film kind of been forgotten and the development's been undone. And it seems that way, but not for long. We see that his blood toxicity is 19%. And we, you know, you're thinking, oh, what's wrong? Is it the shrapnel? Is it the arc reactor? Is it killing him? Then we find out he gets subpoenaed, which is like a summons to court. I think that's what it's called, or summons? In America, it's a subpoena. Anyway, I'm not exactly sure why it's called a subpoena. I should know, given him amount of loan orders. I've watched. Anyway, um, then we get the best scene in the whole film. He goes to the Senate committee. You know, he's just really flippant. Yes, dear. He's like, it's not a weapon, it's a high-tech prosthesis. You're not having the suit. Then we meet what's kind of the 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 main, or one of the two villains in the film, spiders. weapons expert Justin Hammer. And Tony's like, oh, when when a real expert turns up, will you let me know? And you've got to love Sam Rockwell, who plays him. Now, we're used to him being quite likeable in films. You know, look at Galaxy Quest. But then, then again, later on, I thought, oh, actually, no, he's in the Green Mile. Um, as Wild Bill, and he is not likable in that in the least. That's a great film, Green Mile. Anyway, um, then they call Rody, who's now played by John uh, Don Cheadle. I got mixed up between D and Cheadle. Anyway, so Don Cheadle instead of Terence Howard, which I thought was a bit of a shame. Not still not entirely sure why, but he does an all right job. It's it's not off putting or anything. They, we see images of, of potential suits from other companies. And we basically, Tony hacks into it and shows these videos now. It's the best bit of the film. A, a man basically turn himself, turns himself back to front of one of the suits. And this is, um, I was going to say Rockwell, it's not. It's Hammer Industries. Uh, he says, oh, I'd like to point out that test palette survived. Well oh, He might have survived, but poof. And he sees, Tony just says, look, you're not having the suit. I've privatized world peace. Privatized world peace. I tried to play a ball with these ass clowns and then the senator's just like, F you, Mr. Stark. F you. And Tony Stark just gives a kiss, wave, off he goes. Brilliant. Then we see Mickey Rock's character building a kind of arc whip. And then there's a, there's a great bit that Jarvis played by Paul Bettany is like Tony Stark's computer with an artificial intelligence. And the see the video of Tony what's he doing? He's doing something. Like dancing or whatever. No, no, it was the Senate. That's cause. So he's looking at footage of the Senate. And Jarvis says, May I say how refreshing it is, sir, to see you in a video with your clothes on? Which and Tony just has a little giggle. Finds out his blood toxicity is twenty four percent. The palladium car, there's no known alternative to Palladium the element. And it it is quite, it does tell you a little bit. It's a bit expo-dump, but it's a computer, so that's how they would state it. The device keeping Tony alive is also poisoning him, killing him, slowly but surely. Well, not not that slowly. The rate it's going up. Tony realises the end's near and just goes into self-destruct mode, really. In a way, he's trying to kind of tie things up, but it's Tony, you know. He appoints Pepper, head, of, head and CEO of Stark Industries, Then we see... We still don't know his name at this point. Obviously, he's Vanko or something. So he... Mickey Rourke's character, he basically buys a fake passport. I mean, we don't know where it is. It's somewhere snowy. We presume Russia, but they'll never really tell you. And the ticket for the Monaco Grand Prix. Couldn't think of anything more boring to go watch myself, but there you go. Except maybe golf. Yeah, no, no. I'd take one F1 over golf, but it's... Not a fan. Anyway, um... And then I was like, oh, it's that, is that Black Widow. Uh, this is what I mean by watching it out of order. But she's like this legal secretary. Did they ever say she's a secretary? They just say she's from legal, right? So she's she's a member of staff from legal, right? And Tony's like, I want one. And Pepper's like, no. And it made me realise the back one of these films is Tony and Pepper's interaction. Elon, Elon Musk appears. Pretty random. And... Tony then sees Justin Hammer and he's like, oh, it's my least favourite person on earth. And you, again, you get, we see um, we see the reporter that Tony sleeps with in the first film, you know, when she wakes up and it's like, good morning, the weather's this, and Pepper comes in and says, occasionally, sometimes, taking out the trash. And I love, great scene. I love the first film. I think it's brilliant. And... We'll get on to what I think of this one. It's not as bad as you think, because I know some people, you know who you are. i'm a big fan of this one and pepper says oh well she did quite the spread on tony last year because they're talking about yeah they're definitely talking about articles at that point we find out that justin hammer and its industries have had their contract revoked with the government and tony actually i mean fair play to the makeup department because that you can tell it made a shift in this film from the first film was like computer and practical effects whereas this film goes more for the computer effects you can see it Tony actually does look ill, his eyes, his skin. He takes the F1 car, (laughs) the the F1 driver's fuming, like throws his helmet away. And he's probably at this point thinking, ah, I'm dying, who cares? To be honest, I don't think F1's particularly exciting to watch. So those first few bits with the F1, I was thinking this is not entertaining to watch. If it had been shot in a different way, you know, with Tony weaving it out, or it would have been, I thought it would have been a good character development moment if they had tony just absolutely scupper it up because like why is he perfect at everything you know they should have had him think "Oh, i want to get in the f1 car and he should have like skidded and crashed in the first corner or something not hurt himself but just realized you know you, you're not as good as you think you are and you know you're not invincible and then he's climbing out of the car and there's a rock and people are looking at him thinking what's wrong because why is he doing all this and he I think it would have been a nice moment. But, I mean, then again, this is a Marvel film, so you're not going to get, like, heartfelt moments. I No offence to, to lovers of the MCU. And, yeah, I mean, then again, then when the whip guy comes in, Mickey Rourke's character, who we still don't know the name of, um, he turns up, and the visuals, actually, of the overalls burning, that's like this chest thing, the big vest that has the whips on it, um, powers up really good. And the CGI holds up pretty well. I mean, how old is this film? It's, is it, what's 2008 Iron Man? What's this, like 2010, 11, something like that? Anyway, so the, the effect of, held up pretty well. And then I thought for a man sparking everywhere with his whips, I mean, does he want to blow himself up? There's cars and fuel everywhere. <laughs> but I mean, anyway, Happy runs the guy over. Uh, I thought the Iron Man football, like the nuclear football type thing it was great. He defeats him, rips out the arc reactor and he spits his blood at Tony. And he's like, y- you're going to lose. Uh, Tony crushes the arc reactor in his hand. And then Tony speaks French. <laughs> um, not for no reason whatsoever. He's going into the jail and it's Monaco. So they speak French anyway. So he goes and talks to him. The, the cops basically say to him, look, oh, French authorities, we've got no, we got no match. No prints, nothing. We don't know who he is, which is, anyway. Um I presume because he was born in some kind of, well, we find out later his dad was shipped off to Siberia. Now, they don't say that it was a kind of camp for people who'd wronged, com- you know, Soviet authorities, but the inference is there. So there'd be no records for his son. But then later on, Jarvis finds records for his son. So, it, it, yeah, don't worry about the logic of it too much. And that's coming from me. <laughs> you know how picky I am. Anyway, so he meets him, and he basically says, "Look, it's, it's effective, but it's not very efficient. You could have refined it and sold it to North Korea, or sold it to where else? You could have sold it to, to, to a government or to terrorists. You could have done some money. You know, he's trying to figure out what you've done this for? And there's a great scene because uh, Mickey Rock basically, his character says to him, you, know, "You you you come from a family of thieves and butchers." Now, like all bad men, you're trying to rewrite your own history, which I quite liked because you could see that's what Tony was trying to do in the first film. You know, he he realised that his company was, he thought he was protecting people. And, you know, I saw young Americans killed by the very weapons I'd created to protect them. And he says to him, your world will consume you. And he says, palladium in your chest is a painful way to die. And he he knows he's dying. Thought he's a decent villain, well acted. Senator Stern is just an absolute weasel, absolute turd. Pepper sees there's something wrong with Tony and the way he's acting, but she, she can't figure it out. And then I didn't quite get what... like I thought, what what on earth is going on here? Because he goes to... The Russian fella goes to prison. Ricky Roxburgh goes to prison. Then there's this swap. They put a bomb in his, in his cell. He breaks the guard's neck. And obviously, who's broken him out? And they answered that pretty quickly because it's like a really random scene and it's really beautiful. I mean, why Why is it so clean? Like this beautifully white airplane hanger. I don't care how rich you are. Whose airplane hanger looks like that? So These are the things I think about. <laughs> and we see Justin has broken him out. And I was just thinking like, why do all the rich, daft suck-ups always go toe-to-toe with a rough genius? Like it never, it never ends well. They always lose or die or... You know, it, it doesn't end well. And the guy's basically he wants his bird. I think it's a is it cockatiel? Pretty sure it's cockatiel or a budgie. I'm not sure. I think it's a cocktail. No, it's not. um anyway. We find out he's Ivan Vanko. he's a physicist. His dad worked with um, his dad worked with American Americans and then got kicked out for espionage. The Russians then sent him to Siberia. Rhodes gets in it oh <laughs> yeah then Tony gets really drunk because i mean he, i think the toxicity is really like 80 percent or something and he says oh people often ask me how how do i got to the toilet in the suit and then he goes oh, i like this <laughs> peas in the suit literally and he's like don't worry the and he says to pepper like the suit has a filtration system don't worry about it you could drink this water roads then gets into a suit and they basically fight you know to to a great soundtrack I mean, Tony even asked for a soundtrack. Another one bites the dust. It takes two. Great. And then Rhodes just flies off and takes the suit to the U.S. Air Force because they fire the weapons at each other and basically knock each other down and Rhodes goes off. I mean, Tony could clearly stop him. Either physically or by shutting the suit down because it's supposed to have safeguards on it for people not to spuriously use it or, you know, uh, unauthorized use. In case somebody stole, you know, broke into the lab, they couldn't just. Which also I didn't get. Like, why? Why does everybody have an override for for, for Tony's basement? Rhodes, I can understand having one, but why does Agent Coulson have one later on? Don't quite get that, but anyway. Rhodes takes the suit to the US Air Force, and then then we have we see Tony uh, that great scene where he's just sat having a donut in the middle of the big donut on top of the building. And Fury arrives, Nick Fury arrives. He's like, sir, exit the donut. And he's like, you've become a problem I have to deal with. They have this scene in the diner. I mean, Samuel Jackson's always great, let's be honest. He was about the reason why I watched 46 minutes of Captain Marvel instead of, like, 20. Move on. We find out that the girl from Legal, well, we knew. I mean, I knew because I'd seen watching it back. But the girl from Legal, she's actually Agent Romanoff, Black Widow. Um. We find out Ivan is saying our oh, drone's better, so he's saying to, to Justin Hammer. But you always get the, the the point, he's never quite telling the truth. And I never quite got the fact, I mean, he's, he's just, is Hammer supposed to be intelligent, an actual weapons expert, or is he just a bit, Is he just nowhere near as good? Because nothing he makes ever works. Like the ex-wife, as much as I laughed at that. much as I laughed at what he made. It, it doesn't work later on. We find out from Fury that Howard Stark founded S.H.I.E.L.D., we meet Agent Coulson again. Oh, I really enjoyed that out of, the, out of the first one. And there's a great bit where he says to Tony not to leave the premises because they're trying to help him create this new... Well, they're not... Uh, they just want him to stay there. How much do they want him to stay there? I can't remember. This is what I mean with this one. It, and it's not as clear-cut as the first one. Like, it, it doesn't go bigger and better. I mean, the ending... Like the ending scenes are... The action's pretty good. It bounces along. Pretty the pace is pretty good, but I, I, I don't know if I can describe it, which is not helpful for someone listening to a podcast. But it's I don't know how do I put it. It's it's not as good. In that it's it's not streamlined, and it's not as simple. I think I don't know a bit more background on the main villain would have been nice. I, mean, I don't know whether they do this in the next one or whether it gets explained in another part of the MCU. I we'll suppose we'll find out. But what happened with his dad, to it, it, Howard Stark and uh, Van you know, Vanco what, what, what happened there? What, what Why was he... Did he really espionage? Or did Howard do the dirty on him? You, you, I would have liked a bit more there, like to set bits up that kind of doesn't go anywhere. Now, whether that's... them looking ahead to, oh, we'll answer it in the next one, or oh, we'll answer it in this film or that film. I'm not sure, but... It's a it's a bit convoluted. That's probably it's a, it's a bit convoluted. I mean, to, to to watch to watch it's enjoyable. I wouldn't choose to watch this over the first one, but it's enjo- it's enjoyable. But then when you start to think about it, it starts to fall down because you think, why? Anyway, good good time. But you know, my probably my argument for a lot of these films. they are a good time when you're watching them, but the gone when it's later, apart from the odd scene like the senate scene, or. Nah, it's about it. It's about it, really, <laughs> for this one. Um, and then they have that. How many times do we have to see this in a film where it's like a, someone's made a video to tell like their future self or their future son or daughter that, you know, my greatest ever creation was you? It's the only thing with this film as well. And it's funny because it's such a... It's an early MCU one. It was made very early on. And it feels very unoriginal. Like it's, it's not in inter- not not just in the Marvel sense, but in kind of a sense of everything else. This is just not particularly original. Now, this isn't. I'm not I'm not nitpicking at it, um, because that's that's not what I do with these. But I, I don't know. I'm trying to think through in my head why this one why I wouldn't choose to watch this one over Iron Man. I think Iron Man's much simpler. Um the the villain. You, you get what they're trying to do. It's more money. You know, this one, you, you don't really get what's he doing it for. Does he just want revenge? I, I, I don't know. That's what I mean. It, it, it's not as... Anyway, it's not as clear cut. Anyway, um, back to the plot. Um, he tries to apologise to Pepper, takes the strawberries, and she says, there's only one thing I'm allergic to, and he's like, strawberries. I knew there was a reason why. Uh, I loved how he just shoved the map in his car, because his dad's like, um, says, you know, the answer's here in this... It's like the world, a world fair, you know, the Star Expo, with like a big model, with all like what the future will look like, you know, a future city type thing. And we see Cap, Captain America's Shield. I think he finds in the Marvel box or a prototype from it, and Tony just dismisses it and shoves it underneath this. He's built what looks like a bit of a. Well, I think it is meant to be a particle accelerator, you know, a bit like the one at CERN to to find create this new element that will power his suit and save him in the place of Palladium, which isn't, you know, it's poison him. And he, he, there's no element, there's no other element he tried, but he can find a new one anyway. I'm not sure how this links in with some of the others. I mean, I was thinking Does it doesn't link into the Tesseract. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then you get, you know, the, the absolute pillar hammer saying to, oh, I don't why, why mess about with him? You know, he's just going to break your neck. Or the guards next. Um saying, you know, you've tricked me, I wanna take your shoes and all this I wanna take you. give me a bird and all this, that and the other. And you just think, what are you doing? Like he's creating a new he's creating a new whip like some other way. That's what I mean, like it's 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 a little like there's little echoes that like it's a bit like what Tony Stark does in the first one, but surely I don't know. It, Tony Stark didn't have somebody who was meant to be a weapons expert watching him build the Iron Man machine, so why does he not realise... He's too busy off being a douche, that's why. Anyway, and it's what I mean. Like, there's a bit where he turns up at the that show, whatever show he's at. I have i just watch, finished watching this as well. Um, some, uh, yeah, he turns up and he's dancing on the stage. And you're like, oh, you just don't want to be Stark. You turd. Anyway, so... And then he brings up these drones. And he's like, the the US Navy... The Air Force. What the hell is that accent? The Navy! The Air Force! The Marines! What have I missed? Army? Air Force? Marines. The Navy! And you're like, you're alright then. Like you could have painted them a bit better. Like I thought one would, you know, the navy one could be blue. The <laughs> Yeah, that's what matters. You know, decoration. You know what I mean? They could have had they could have had the, the army one in green, the marine one in I don't know, dark green. They could have had the, the Air Force in, you know, red or gray or I don't know, something military gray, something, you know, if you make it a bit more, maybe that was the point. I don't know. But anyway, but then we get, you know, I'll start to kick off that actually, you know, because the Russian fella, he takes over the control of the drones. And there's a, like, this is the prop. There's a scene where one of the drones, aims at a kid in an iron man toy like a helmet and he nearly blows his head off uh and you're thinking that's the problem with like i know you're not meant to read massively at these but you think that's the problem with ai technology it it, it doesn't realize it's it's not iron man it, it just sees the face scans it and goes out oh, iron man and thinks it's a target rather than oh no, no it's clearly a kid that's about four foot tall um but that's the argument isn't it and, and where you're going how far do we allow technology to how intelligent do we make technology? You know, James Cameron posed it. I mean, she, other people posed this year a lot, lot. You know, before James Cameron, of course. But I'm a movie person, a film person. So you know, you know, with, with the Terminator and Terminator, how, how far do we push this robots out? You know, do, are we going to create our own demise? But time man, 2, I don't want you to think about that. let like, just move. What am I, what am I on about? <laughs> Why am I trying to read logic into these things? Uh, Black Widow. She's pretty, she's pretty, yeah, she does well in this. It reminded me, she reminded me in this a little bit of, there's one of the Mission Impossibles, and I can't remember which one it was, like four or five, where there's like a female assassin. And it reminded me of that, that, and I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Then, you know, Pepper finds out Tony was dying. Like, why didn't you tell me you were dying? Well, I mean, yeah, The anyway. Um, and he was saying, I was going to make an omelette and, and then tell you. And he's like, look, I'm fending off a hammeroid attack. Which I thought was quite good. But then Pepper doesn't mess about. She, she's talking to the police. She's saying, you need to do this, 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 and this. He makes a CEO, did I mention that, of his company. And she's struggling with that. And then their relationship starts to break down. I feel like I missed out some of my notes. Anyway, it's crack on. Um, the ex-wife hammer tech, it's just a dud, really. It just fizzles out in the water. And then yeah, they do really well. And basically they end up getting um they they go and meet Tony goes to meet Fury and there's this Avengers initiative, this preliminary report. Oh, that's it. So halfway through the film, well, towards the end of the film, Colson, who's watching Stark, gets sent to New Mexico, like, oh I've been reassigned. See you later. I thought, why? You you find it in the after credits, which four films in I actually remember to watch. <laughs> um, and he says, oh, "I don't want you to look at that because I think Tony Stark's a no, but Iron Man's a yes." And they want to keep him on as, what they want to keep him on as a, uh, what's the word, a consultant? I think. Anyway, it's because they say you know, Black Widow Romanov has done. I don't know if she's Black Widow. Probably isn't. Romanov has done, like a report on him, and basically said that you know textbook narcissism, and he's like agreed. Then it starts like, Oh, I need to fit, I'll do it, but I'll, I'll, you can't afford me, but I'll, I'll wave my feet. I want a favor. So, so, basically, I think Fury pulls some strings and they get, um, Rody and Stark like awards from the from the military. <laughs> and Senator Stern is the one giving the awards, that's hilarious. That end scene, and he, he, he pricks Tony and, and he's like, Oh, isn't it a shame what how much trouble a little prick can cause talking about the pin obviously and it's great that's how it ends and then the after credit scene like i said i remember to watch this one one out of four isn't bad a car pulls up to the desert Coulson gets out he rings up he says sir it's talking fury and he says sir we found it and then we see thor's hammer mornier in this massive crater yeah that's iron man 2 now it's okay. It's all right. I mean, it's, it's not as bad as I thought. I think the problem is is how I think sometimes when it comes after such a great first film, it's like, oh, I don't, I don't know. Well, for the for all the reasons that I've said in this, really. I, yeah, it's, it's okay. It's not bad. I enjoyed this one. Uh, I forgot to do my list of five things I liked about this. Okay, I'll go for it. We'll go Black Widow, uh, uh Romanov, sorry. We'll go Pepper Potts and Tony Stark's relationship. Rody and Stark out and their fallout. I like uh, what's his name? Happy in this. I always enjoy watching him. Uh, John Favreau. The fifth thing. Oh, of course the the Senate scene. There's some, just overall, it's just it's it's, it's a decent Marvel film. You know, it's it's okay rather than it's good or great. Now, I'd say I'd say Iron Man was great. I'd say Iron Man 2. It's, it's okay. I think that's probably hard. You know, when you think about how would I would describe this to my friends, you know, how would I sell it on a podcast? You know, what would I say? Oh, I would say to my mate, oh, Iron Man 1's brilliant. Yeah, Iron Man 2. That's ah, not bad. It's not as bad as 3. It's, it's okay. It's, it's all right if there's nothing else to watch. Or if, like, a... For some reason, you're watching all the MCU films <laughs> and you've got a tick off the list. But who knows? Maybe I get further into this and and I think, oh, actually, you know, what? that wasn't too bad. I mean, oh, it's not cast in Marvel. It's not that bad. Let's, let's put that out there right now. But I do know that this... Maybe I'll come across... Maybe when people listen to this, they'll think I've been lenient. Other podcasters, am I being lenient? Let me know. I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. There's some of you out there that have already commented on me putting out this, so let me know. Uh, am I being too lenient on this? Did, did you come to this Iron Man 2 review expecting me to just rip it to shreds and have a disappointed you? If so, I do apologize. But, um, yeah, it was all right, caught me in a good mood. <laughs> I think you've got me in a tired or a bad mood. And then I watched this, I'd have been like, oh, but I was, I was wanting to watch this. I thought, stick it on a couple of hours, it didn't mind, I quite enjoyed it. It just wasn't just wasn't as good as the first one, which I know is unfair because you're supposed to take them on the merit. But it's a sequel, so it's always going to happen, really. So, yeah, we roll on. I think this is almost at 30 minutes, which I didn't expect this to happen to any of them. Um, What is up next chronologically? Oh, The Incredible Hulk. Haven't actually seen that one, you know. Yeah, Edward Norton. I look forward to watching that. And after that, we have Thor. So please come back and you can find Review It Yourself. We're on Twitter. It's at Yourself Review. And we're also on Instagram. It's Review It Yourself Podcast 2021. Please let me know what you thought of this. Do you want me to continue? Because God help me, I need some encouragement. (laughs) I really do. Thanks for listening. I really do appreciate it. Cheers, guys.